welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello friends, I'm Marcy Farrell from thankfulhomemaker.com, and on today's episode, we're talking about one of my favorite things. I'm going to walk through how I use a planner in helping me plan my days, weeks, months, and year. I have always been a planner-oriented person. I love notebooks and pens and paper and making lists, and this has been such a help to me in the caring for my home and family. It helps me to keep order and meet the needs of my family and others while still getting time to take care of the things that I love to do. So there's a plethora of planners out there, and I'm not going to recommend one for you specifically because I really believe that you can plan your days well with just a basic notebook and some type of calendar. But for me personally, I've loved the iBloom Life and Business Planner for my planning purposes. I didn't buy it last year in time, and I thought, no big deal, I'll just try a new planner. Well, I was really kind of bummed, so I did end up with the Brilliant Life Planner, and I like the layout, but I've just used that iBloom Planner for the past, I don't even know, maybe three or four years and I'm going to go back to it next year. I'm such a creature of habit. They have the download version available, I think. Still, I'm not sure about that. But really, I'm just kind of lazy to get it printed out and bound. And I love getting a new planner in the mail already put together professionally. So I seriously look forward to it every year. I have issues, obviously. But I want to share the majority of my planning is done on paper. But I love digital for our main family calendar because it's portable and shareable. So we utilize as a family the Google Calendar app. And this is where every appointment goes and it's shared within the family so we don't double book a day. If we can see, I can see what my husband has going on. He can see what I have going on that day and we can see our mutual appointments. And I love that we can share those family calendars so I can even share it with my daughter and my son so we can all kind of see what's going on with one another. And I can still have just a separate calendar for only my personal tasks and my blogging schedule. I utilize the alerts on the Google Calendar app as a help for when to return phone calls or mail cards, um, areas that I put in personal tasks because I can, I'm very forgetful. I, I really love those reminders. And then obviously for appointments, I'm really thankful that I can access the calendar from my iPhone or my iPad or computer and I, I do like the reminder function to get a notification either um, just on my phone or by email, especially for appointments that I might tend to forget, like that dentist appointment that I made six months ago that's coming up soon. So so again, as I'm sharing this, I do a mix of paper and, um, and digital, but my main source of my planning is done on paper. And I really just utilize my planner for the most part. I'm going to talk a little bit about how I do my to-do list from my planner, but my planner is my main source. So I do find that those weeks and days when I'm keeping up with my planner are my most productive and efficient. So some quick encouragement here before we get started that I want to start off with is, is to really encourage you if you want to utilize a way to plan your days, make sure you set a time each week to do the majority of your planning, but spend time with your planner every day. So 
I plan usually, and I'm going to probably say this again later, I plan on Sunday nights. I sit with my planner on Sunday nights and kind of look at my week ahead. And again, for me, that's when I do my menu planning also. But then every morning I open my planner and I'll check it again, probably mid-afternoon and evening. So I kind of have set up a routine that just takes minutes through the week for the most part. But if you can stick with a routine as you're planning, it helps a lot. Make sure to look ahead at your monthly view. So utilize that monthly calendar in your planner. And I do double right. I take those Google calendar aspects and put them on my monthly calendar so I can see what's coming up on paper quickly. Um, and really for me, sometimes it's even things that might be out of my ordinary routine so I don't miss an appointment. And one other tip I want to give before we start is when you're utilizing your planner, be specific when you write down tasks. Instead of just writing return phone calls, Write down, you know, the specific person you need to call. Maybe it's to schedule lunch. Write down what you are calling them for. Or write down if you have to send an anniversary card to your mom and dad, write the specifics of it down so you have it in your planner. So the parts of my life that I plan, and it seems no matter which planner I purchase, there are usually areas I don't use in it. Um, Because planners all come with different aspects, but I've kind of gotten my own little routine of the areas I like to plan for. Um, so I'm going to just list them off and then I'm going to take them apart in detail as we sit here together today. So I have my goals for the year. Then I utilize the monthly calendar. I have what I call a category list. I utilize the weekly calendar. I have a daily to-do list. And then I also keep a list of books that I want to read for the year. So when I look at first, when I begin, I start the year off that, you know, January 1st or 2nd or sometimes the end of December looking at my goal list. So when I open my planner for the new year, I like to write down goals for the year that I'm hoping to accomplish. And my top goals that I look at are my spiritual priorities for the new year. And please, if you haven't, take a moment to listen to my podcast on that one. It is good to utilize any time of the year. It doesn't have to start at the new year, but it's one of the most important areas of my life and my planning. These spiritual priorities, they help me to keep my goals with my focus on biblical priorities. And this part of my planning covers most of the main areas in my life. So my seven areas, um, are they are grow in godliness, love my family, serve in the church, fellowship with Christians, evangelize non-Christians, attend to my work, and the last one is care for my physical health. So from there, I'll also have some other areas of relationships or maybe things I'd like to accomplish in my home or even here on the blog. So one of my goals this year was to get more consistent in my blogging again, and I'm working on it so far. So these goals get worked into my category list, which I'm going to talk about in a bit. So my next part of my planner is what's in most planners is your monthly calendar. So this is where I write down all the items from our Google family calendar that are already there for the start of the new month. I do add in more as the month goes on, obviously, as appointments and things come up. And then I utilize the monthly calendar in my weekly planning that I do on Sunday nights. So these items will get plugged in first before I do anything else with my week. I'll look at my calendar Sunday night. I'll sit down, look at my monthly calendar plug those days into my weekly list, and then I can start to look at my week and how it's going to come together. Some things on my monthly calendar will be typical appointments, travel dates, or times out with friends. I also use it as an editorial calendar from my blog planning. I used to have a separate blog planner, but it was just too confusing for me, and I just like to have it all together. So 
I love to sit with my hubby and plan our weeks to see when we can get together with friends or have people over or when we're planning date nights together because we share our calendar. And again, that's my favorite feature on Google Calendar. Um, And also the portability of having it with me because I, I usually always have my phone with me. I don't take appointment cards now when I go to the dentist or the hairdresser, but I just add appointments right into my calendar. I'm a bit slow with doing that, (laughs) but most receptionists are pretty patient with me, so that's a good thing. And and again, in my planner, so in addition to my planner, this is going to sound really crazy to y'all, but I do still keep a monthly calendar to physically write on in my kitchen. I I have it right by my kitchen desk so I can look quickly, because really, once I have my monthly calendar together, it takes me just two minutes to fill in the days on it, so not a big deal. But this year, I picked up... Um, the family prayer calendar, I should say last year I picked it up, from Val Marie Paper, and I love it. It's a real basic, simple calendar, but each month, instead of where there would be a photo, it has just a, a list of different prayer aspects, and I'll put a link to this in the show notes too, so you can check it out. It is sold out already, but it'd be one to put on your wish list for next year. But at the beginning of each month, I just spend a few minutes together listing out prayers for the month, and I hang it in the kitchen. So that any time that I glance at events or to-dos on the calendar, I just look up and it reminds me to pray. So I can take even a minute or two to just pray for certain people or certain areas. And I just, I really love and appreciate the, the functional use of that calendar has been a blessing to me. So the next aspect to my calendar is my category list. And this is a little different to people maybe, but this is the favorite part of my planner for me. Um... And the iBloom planner was laid out to do this very well. So because I don't have that this year, I just keep this list handwritten as a list in my new planner and I move it forward each month. So I kind of keep it on a little index card and I keep changing it and updating it. And I'll switch the card out and I just kind of pin it to my planner and move it forward each month. But this part of my planning has been a game changer for me. So if you get nothing else from this podcast today, just see if this is a help to you. And hopefully you'll get a good grasp of it that I can explain it well enough. But the big part was determining the categories that are part of my daily life. But I've had the same ones for years now because they cover most areas of my life pretty well. And under each category, I write various tasks that I want to accomplish in each of them. And many of my yearly goals get worked right into these categories. So I review the categories weekly and what doesn't get done goes into the next week and then new tasks that come up get added throughout the weeks. So my main categories that help me to break down Every area of my daily life are number one is home, number two is family, number three is calls and letters, number four is blog tasks, number five is office work, and number six is personal, and then number seven is ministry. So breaking my life down into these categories helps me to get an overview of what needs to get accomplished in various areas of my home and throughout my day. So I want to share just a brief description of how what would go into some of my categories. So home, I might list in their rooms or areas I want to declutter or areas for redecorating that I want to get to or any other special projects other than my normal cleaning. I might put here a room or area that I want to clean a bit deeper or if we're having company or somebody coming up, I would write that task to be taken care of. My next category of family, 
This is where I would put in date nights with my husband um, or things I'd like to do with my children or grandchildren or my parents. Um, It's really an intentional way I can build relationships here. Then my next area is calls and letters. And this one I really love. This is helpful just every week to kind of update. I'll put in here thank you notes I need to write or correspondence or phone calls that need to be made or returned or encouraging notes and cards to send out, special event cards, your birthdays, your anniversaries. I really like to utilize our church's prayer list and um, our bulletin with birthdays and anniversaries to help me with this list to see who can I be uh, intentional about sending cards to or giving a phone call to that week that we can encourage. My next area is the blog. And here I would put down tasks that I need to take care of on the blog, posts I want to write, or research I need to do for posts, books to read, or even areas on how to grow the blog. Um, Ministry is another one that has been a help. So this is where I would put relationships to build at church, groups or Bible studies that I'm participating in, relationships with those unbelievers in our lives and neighborhood, um, church family, or friends or neighbors to visit or pray for or to call and encourage or people to get over for meals, just working on things like that, like how do I want to be purposeful in my ministry? So I'll kind of write tasks down for that each week. Office work. I work for my husband's business at home, so those tasks go here along with just personal um, office work and stuff we need to do for home and filing and bill paying and all that good stuff. Uh, My last area is personal. And this is where sometimes I work on the goals, but they also fit into some of those other categories like ministry. I can work in um, evangelizing and just encouraging my family goes up in family. But there's a lot of aspects of my goals for the that go here in personal. I'll put also here like my fitness and health related issues that I want to deal with or work on. Um, I'll put my personal Bible studies here that I'm working on, or I'll put the books that I'm reading for that that particular week on this list. So when I look at these categories all together, they just give me some definition. And and my category list may look very large each week, but I may only get one or two tasks done in each category. It doesn't mean that every category gets something taken care of each week. They're just goals that I'm striving towards and things I want to work on, unless something has a deadline. But, but if it doesn't have a deadline, then I'm not too concerned about just pushing it forward a week or two. But th- the one thing that I do love is that it's written down so I won't forget it, and that task gets carried over until at some point it does get done. And I do appreciate having it written down to see that. So when I homeschooled, because I know I got a lot of homeschool mamas out there, and I did keep a separate planner for school, but I marked the time off um, in my planner for our school day. So if we were going to do school from 9 a.m. until you know 2 in the afternoon, I made sure that that was marked down and those days were pinned out. Or if we were doing field trips or whatever we were doing special, I made sure to look ahead, again, still Sunday nights, and, sh- and put that out. Um, I'm obviously a bit out of the homeschool years now, but there are some really helpful planners out there now for you mamas who homeschool. So take the time, look at the reviews, find one that really works with your day, your kids' ages, and your personality if you're looking for something unique there. If I can ponder and remember a couple um, ones that I enjoyed, I'll try to put those in the show notes if they still exist. (laughs) Um, My next aspect is one we all do, planning the week. So as I said, I do my weekly planning on Sunday nights. And again, it's my menu planning day too. And if you're not a menu planner, I'd love you to listen to my podcast on that. I'll link to that. But with my category list that I just went through and my monthly calendar, I'm ready to plan my week. So as I open my weekly pages, I plug first, as I said, my appointments from my monthly 
for my Google Calendar, my monthly calendar page, then the next thing I do is I look at my category list and see what are some of the most important things that I would like to try to accomplish this week. Um, I do use my daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly tasks list for my home cleaning. And I'll put this link in the show notes too. And um, also my podcast on cleaning schedules. I, I, I've put this into my planning week because it's part of it. And it helps if it's written down for me to see it. But I keep this list, my daily, weekly, monthly, yearly tests, I keep this list written in my big planner and um, also in my, my smaller portable planner, which I'm going to talk to you about in a bit. So my schedule has gone from a pretty regular set one when my kids were at home to really extremely flexible now as empty nesters because I have the ability to be able to pick up and travel with my husband since we don't have kids at home with his work and I can do work from the road because everything is so portable and wired wherever I go. So um, I do want to make a note though, when you, if you go to my post and you look at my daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly tasks for cleaning and you listen to the cleaning schedule post, because I'm going to tell you in that, please keep in mind that the cleaning in those particular rooms may only take me 15 minutes that day. I tidy well, but I don't deep clean as I used to when I was a younger mama. Because my home is tidy and fairly organized, it makes my cleaning so much easier and quicker. I cannot emphasize that enough. So if you're in a tight spot right now with cleaning and chaos, listen listen in to that podcast on cleaning schedules because it may be an encouragement and a help to you. And again, if there's one area I want to encourage you young mamas, it's to keep order, continue to declutter and simplify because it makes your cleaning so much quicker and you will really see that you have much more free time. I also have a podcast on decluttering, so I'll put that link in too to take a listen to. So my next part of my planner, I'm getting down here to the end here soon, is my daily to-do list. And I know you're going to say, Marcy, why would you keep a second planner? But I do. I have a little to-do list planner that I've had for years and years and years. I bought it from this company, Levenger. They don't sell it anymore. So I'm really hoping mine will last another 30 years. That's my hope. But my little planner is a really help to me because it's portable. So what I will do is as I plan and schedule for the week and I sit down that day or usually the night before, I'll just write my quick to-do list on this little planner that's a lot more portable and easier for me to take everywhere with me and keep all my notes and things in. Um, and because I love lists, I'll take that list from my planner and, and keep it in. As I said, I'll keep it in there. It'll have the day's to-do list on it, plus whatever I didn't accomplish from the day before will carry over. I keep working this list forward every day of the week and use it for my planning the next week. It's what a lot of people, you see those sheets of paper, people print out, they call it a daily docket. But again, as I said, you don't even need a special planner. Any notebook would do this for you. If you just had a monthly calendar and a notebook, that would take care of a lot of things because you could you could make category lists of goals and things you want to accomplish within your notebook. So I just want to keep encouraging that this does not need to cost money to make a planner or to put a planner together or a system together. But what is nice is when next Sunday rolls around, I can see, so when I'm sitting down the next week, I can see from my master daily to-do list, what didn't get accomplished, and I can plug it in again for next week. I'll be adding things to my category list that come up throughout the week that need to be taken care of too. But I like my little portable to-do list. My planner book doesn't leave the house. It usually sits open on my kitchen desk, but my daily to-do list notebook goes everywhere with me. Just ask my poor daughter because I left it in her car quite a few times. (laughs) 
So it helps me to have it to write anything down quick I need to remember, and I always know where it is. I keep my grocery list or shopping list or things like that inside it. Because as I've been aging and seemingly more forgetful, it is a good thing to have that handy. And I know that many people, many of you out there probably use your digital devices for this task, but I am still such a pen and paper gal. So my last section in my planner is my books to read for the year. And I've kept a paper list of books I want to read for years in my planner. Tim Chelly's blog is always a helpful resource for my next book. I've been reading a bit more fiction in recent years than I used to, and I'm really enjoying it. There's some really great books out there. But one other aspect I love about my planner is that I intentionally plan in reading time in my day. I try to read a little bit in a book every morning, afternoon, and evening, even if it's just for 15 minutes or even five minutes sometimes. I like to read a spiritual growth book in the mornings or a spiritually focused book and then in, um, in the mornings and usually in the afternoon time. And then I'll usually have a lighter read at night and that may be my fiction book before bed. So as I'm sharing this, I've done this written book list for years, but this year I've switched to Goodreads and I really like it. I didn't think I could do digital for reading or do, and, and Goodreads is just an app that I have on my phone, but it's, it's online and it's um, connected to my Amazon account. So it's really convenient. So if I open a new Kindle book on my little Kindle Paperwhite, Goodreads automatically puts it into Goodreads and lets me know what day I started that. So I really love the book recommendations from friends I follow on Goodreads. That's been really huge. And just being able to see their reviews. I like that I can easily add books I want to read. So when I'm ready for the next book, I have a list at my fingertips to choose from. And I also like being able to see what I've already read. So if you're on, um, if you're on Goodreads, please find me. I'd love to follow you. And I'll put my link for that in the show notes. So quick review, the parts of my planner were my goals for the year. They were my monthly calendar, my category list, my weekly calendar, the daily to-do list, and then books to read for the year. And I just want to throw my, I have top, my top 10 benefits that I love about using my planner. It makes me more productive. I don't miss appointments. It helps me to manage my time well. It clears my mind, especially at night before bed. I have memories recorded of special days or events. Um, It helps me to be intentional in my relationships. It keeps me reminded of thank yous and encouraging notes to send out. I make more intentional choices with it. I love using pen and paper daily instead of technology. It's a real stress reliever for me to sit down with my planner and a cup of coffee in the morning and just put my day together. And I also, this is the part I would love you all to grasp. I have my more free time because my time is not wasted, but it's focused and it's used well. And because I do love paper and lists, I've found I enjoy my planner because I can see what I specifically accomplished in a day or a week or a month. It's encouraging to see it on paper. I love seeing those check marks or crossing off items on my list. Okay, so everyone is different. I get it. But I do want to encourage you to find a system, even if it's just the simplicity of making a daily to-do list, to keep you focused on the tasks you need to or want to accomplish each day. What gets done, gets done, and the list will continue on for the next day. And always... Try to keep your top three items that you want to accomplish for the day and don't worry about what doesn't get done. 
After my 52 plus years on this earth and 32 years of marriage, I can assure you what needs to get done always gets done. The Lord takes care of all our days. But ladies, if you are in the need for a new planner and you'd really like one and you haven't picked one up yet this year, and a good favorite of mine that's been around and tested by homemakers for a lot of years, and it's designed by a busy homemaker, is the Homemaker's Friend Daily Planner. And I'm really sharing this because right now, Sue has her planner on sale for only $7.50. And it has a weekly layout. It's got a two-page spread with entries for each day. It's got a menu planning and to-do list in it. It's got a monthly calendar with a two-page month view. It's got year calendars for 2018 and 2019. It's got a perforated shopping list at the back, so you can put your list on there and tear it off. It's got a task list and project and event sections. And you can also, when you purchase the planner, you get a free download for her menu planning worksheets with your purchase. So it's a great deal for our great little planner. And I'll put that link to that in the show notes. So as I share this, I want to encourage you with my favorite saying, because even though we plan our days, many times the Lord has other plans for our days. Or what about when it seems that there isn't enough time in the day to accomplish everything that needs to be done? Well, then we probably have more on our list than the Lord does for us that day. So the reminder, my favorite, to just do the next thing may be a help to us today. This has been a favorite saying of mine that I heard first from Elizabeth Elliot, and I thought we could use a little encouragement from her words today. The saying comes from an old Saxon legend, and this is I'm sharing her words here now. She says, have you had the experience of feeling as if you've got far too many burdens to bear, far too many people to take care of, far too many things on your list to do? You can't just poss- you just can't possibly do it and you get in a panic and you just want to sit down and collapse in a pile and feel sorry for yourself. Well, I felt that way a good many times in my life and I go back over and over again to an old Saxon legend which I'm told is carved in an old English parson somewhere by the sea. I don't know where this is, but this is a poem which was written about that legend and the legend is due the next thing. So let me read this lovely little old Saxon legend poem to you called Do the Next Thing. It says, at an old English parsonage down by the sea, there came in the twilight a message to me. It's quaint Saxon legend deeply engraven, that as it seems to me, teaching from heaven. And all through the hours, the quiet words ring like a low inspiration. Do the next thing. Many a questioning many a fear, many a doubt hath its quieting here. Moment by moment, let down from heaven, time, opportunity, guidance are given. Fear not tomorrow, child of the king, trust that with Jesus, do the next thing. Do it immediately, do it with prayer, do it reliantly, casting all care. Do it with reverence, tracing his hand, who placed it before thee with earnest command. Stayed on omnipotence, safe neath his wing, leave all resultings, do the next thing. Looking to Jesus, ever serener, working or suffering, be thy demeanor. In his dear presence, the rest of his calm, the light of his countenance, be thy psalm. I love that. The author is unknown of that poem. And ladies, I just want to read you because I love the reminder of Psalm 23 of God's watchful care over us in all areas of our lives. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So my prayer for you and for me today is that in the midst of our days to plan and all of our to-do items, that you will trust in the one, capital O, who knows all things and with a faithful heart, just do the next thing. Albert Moeller says, we cannot add time. We can only exercise stewardship over the time we are given. So may we make the best use of our time today and may we be reminded that we always have enough time, ladies, to do what God wants us to do. Jesus is enough. So what about you out there? Do you use a planner? And do you have one you really love? Can you um, just take a moment to share your thoughts with us on your favorite planners or the ways that you plan your days in the comments? And if you're on Facebook, join us in the Thankful Homemaker Facebook group to share how you plan your days with us. I would love that. So thank you everyone for listening in today. The show notes and resources mentioned can be found over at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave a rating or review. And if you haven't yet, I'd so appreciate it if you can take a moment and head over to iTunes. Um, and please do that. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, please share it with a friend. Have a blessed week, my dear friends. Mm-hmm.